Pick the Nintendo Shack and pray. Frederick from Fire Emblem Awakening says, yo. Greetings, Koopalings, and welcome back to the Nintendo Shack. My name is Donnie Reese, and today we record episode 103 of the Nintendo Shack podcast on the PSVG Podcast Network. Caro is with me, per usual. We are back together again, starting to settle into our normal cadence. How are you? Normal cadence until we get Thanksgiving and Christmas and all that stuff. And all the games in Pokemon. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it's been kind of a it's been kind of a, a whirlwind of nothing for me right now just because I'm waiting for things to come out. I should send you Dragon Quest. <laughs> Are you done with it? I haven't even started it. I just I, I keep thinking about it like No, I, no, no, please don't. We'll talk about it in a second. Uh, I okay. am uh, yeah, Sean Capri says, is Caro eating? I am not. I wish I were. I've got dinner waiting for me after this. We are recording early. If, if you guys are listening to the podcast version, we are live right now. It is 6.30 in the afternoon, Atlanta time. Um, we're recording early. I have a bas- I have a fantasy basketball draft happening in a couple hours. And uh, my fantasy basketball draft is kind of a big deal. Is this NCAA or pro? Pro ball. Like, I'm a very in- big NBA fan. But my fantasy league has been playing for the better part of 12-ish straight years. Wow, that's a long time. We play for money. Mm. Um, We've only replaced maybe three or four people in that entire time, so it's been kind of the same group. Mm. And uh, it's it's pretty, it's very competitive. It's very competitive. Um, Start like top to bottom of the league. How many people? Eight. Okay. So it's an eight-team league. Um, I don't want to get into it, but I mean, it's, so, uh, not we only really need a sports podcast, we, we really, really do. do. Not only do we play for money to win, right? But if you win, you pick last next year. But mm-hmm. if you miss the playoffs, so that would be the f- fifth position, you pick right. first. So Ooh. there's this whole different game of you can play to win, but you can also like play for next year and you can trade picks and everything. Anyway, long story short, I got a lot of picks. <laughs> I, I'm set for this year. I've got a lot of picks to make, so I'm very excited. So, Caroline, thank you very much for uh, recording a little early for me. Oh, dude, I appreciate it. I like uh, doing it before my nighty night time. I like to have some wind down time before I go to sleep. Now, I mentioned last week on the podcast, we want to do a little something new for the patrons. Yeah. But because this is the first time that we're doing this, I'm still going to read all the Patreon, all of our producers that help produce the show over at patreon.com slash PSVG. So thank you, Callow, Barry, Josh, Chris, Devin, Kyle, Benji, Paul, Joel, the Professor Switch Voss, and Haley, Nicole Miller, uh, who just jumped on the Patreon. You may have heard her today on the Master Feed as a co-host over there at the PlayStation Experience. So yeah, congratulations to them. Great inaugural episode. There you go. There you go. So I'm very excited to see how that trio continues to do things. And when they get Seth and Justin mixed back in there, we'll be off and popping over there in PlayStation land. Yeah. All right, Caroline, to start the show, we're going to do a Mad Lib mm-hmm. for a special patron that you're going to choose. Here's the thing. Okay. Last week I said every week we're going to do a gaming Mad Lib. Thinking in my mind, of course, Mad Libs have been around for 40 years. I'll just type in video game Mad Lib and there'll be thousands for me to choose from. False. I found like four. <laughs> so so listen here. Week to week, it may not be gaming related. We might just do a Mad Lib. <laughs> okay. But I did find one. So Caroline, I need an adjective. An adjective. Uh, colorful. Without sounding racist, I need an Italian person's name. Mario. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> well, the other, other option for me is Luigi. I need an occupation. That's the only other option. <laughs> um, electrician. <laughs> oh, this is going to be good. Electrician. I need a verb ending in ing. Um, oh my gosh. So not a gerund, but an actual verb. Um, stifling. Stifling. In my mind, I thought you were going to say grinding for some reason. Jeez. <laughs> I need a plant. A plant. A gardenia. It has to be plural, so gardenias. I need an adjective. Another one. Um, my favorite color, turquoise. 
I need another noun. Uh, computer. I need another noun. We're almost uh, done. Uh, napkin. And I need a patron name. Please pick one uh, of our producers. I'm going to spin my finger around and whoever it pops on. Uh, Chris McElfresh. Chris McElfresh. Here we go. The inaugural patron Mad Lib. Oh my god. Colorful Mario Brothers is a popular video game where you control an electrician as he runs through levels stifling on enemies and eating gardenias to get turquoise <laughs> and fire and fire flowers so that he or she can throw or so that he can throw computers at enemies. He does all of this to save the napkin from the evil. Chris Backofresh. <laughs> There you go, patrons. Let us know in the Discord, psvg.blog slash Discord, if you like Shaq thinks patrons Mad Libs better than Dis on Donnie. <laughs> that kind of made me... But I'm smiling so That was fantastic, right? This is a good idea. I like it. I love it. Okay. Let's begin the show like we do every week with what we've been up to. Would you like to start? Would you like me to start? <laughs> All right, my, I'll go first just because my, my stuff's so short. And, and, you know, the reason I don't want you to give me Dragon Quest is I'm still playing Fire Emblem Three Houses, and I'm not going to divulge into it because I'm still doing my Dimitri route. Uh, but in the mail, I have my Southeast Asian physical copy of Doraemon Story of Seasons. It still hasn't gotten here yet, but it passed through customs, and I am just waiting for that dang thing to come here. And today, Limited Run Games uh, just sent out my physical copy of River City Girls, which is a way forward. Uh, it's actually a sequel to uh, River City... Gosh, what was it called? Binge River City Ransom? About. Yes, River City Ransom. Mm -hmm. it's, it's about game. the the girlfriends are going and getting the main characters of River City Ransom back from the uh, Yakuza or whatever they are. So, there we go. That's what I'm I'm waiting on. Um, Brian is playing Maddening Mode for Fire Emblem still. And we kind of, it's, I kind of ranted in, in Discord last week just because it's a... Uh, it's a tr it's it's a troubling thing when you want to play Fire Emblem, but your husband's been playing it for five hours straight, and he has no chance of letting up anytime soon. You need a light. You need another system. Then we would have to get another copy of Fire Emblem, and and it'd be worth it. We'll see. Um, but yeah. You are definitely getting your money's worth out of this game. For sure. I you're, think we're not played... only just playing. You're playing every possible different way it is to be played. And Brian's played Black Eagles once normally, and now he's playing it again, Maddening. I don't know why he didn't want to choose another route for Maddening. That's a lot. He's like, no, I have to save baby Edelgard again. So that's his reasoning. That's all. I know it's not exactly what people want to hear, but, it, you know, it's, it's, um, it's coming down to the wire with Luigi's Mansion coming out. Anyway, what have you been playing? I've been playing a lot of things, but yet. before we talk about what I've been playing, I talk about what I did. So um, I haven't been playing as much. I played a lot in the last twenty-four hours. I didn't play anything since last show because mm -hmm. this weekend was like weekend getaway with the wife. We had concert tickets. And it was supposed to be awesome. We we're going to go to Nashville. Yeah, um, it was still great. I got real excited because early last week I'm planning on going to Nashville this weekend, and I see this tweet from Sean Capri talking about he's got to take a red eye flight to Nashville. No way! So I was like, I slid into Sean's DMs. Hey, Sean, what, what are you going are you to Nashville doing? for? What are you doing? So he tells me he's there for work. So I was like, we have to meet each other. Like, this has to happen. Um, the trip was kind of a bust. The band singer got super sick. He collapsed. I saw that you posted that, yeah. And he collapsed on stage in New Orleans. So they canceled the Nashville show. They canceled the wow. Philadelphia show. They canceled the next show. So, woe is me. There were cities to be stranded in with nothing to do with Nashville. So, we went down Broadway and, you know, saw all the bars and listened to all the singers. Mm -hmm. And we did find a beercade where we uh, went in there. And it was all dolled up in stra Stranger Things. They, the entire place was meant to look like Hawkins. Oh, my God. I would die. I should have bought you that. a shirt. They had the best shirt, but they didn't have a man size. It said Hawkins Arcade. All Stranger Things. Oh, that's amazing. It was good. And uh, we played like the original Donkey Kong. We played Miss Pac-Man. We played Paperboy. Sweet. We played uh, WWE Superstars. We 
played all Wayne wow, Gretzky's they have this, they 3D have all those hockey. Yeah, cabinet cabinet games. And you know, we drank and we had fun and you know, we had a hotel room, you know, so it's not, you know, there are good things that happen, but mm-hmm. it sucks. I wanted I went there for the con- uh, for the concert and it just kind of blew up on us. Also, we found we tr- other things to do. We tried to go on like oh, uh, like a scary horror tour where like they chase you through the mm. May, but they were sold out. Everything no, was sold you. out and it was a Sunday night, you know. Yeah. Um, but the next day we had plans to to eat with one chunk of Capri, which we did. We so yeah. he he actually like wasn't in Nashville. He was like twenty minutes down the road at the Gaylord. Um, so we went down there to meet with him. He was also running late. He got delayed and everything in Toronto and all that. So (laughs) we were supposed to eat at the Gaylord, which I knew was going to be expensive. I've been to a Gaylord resort. I was like, it's going to be expensive. Did not know that they charge $40 just to park. (sighs) So I was like, Sean, 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 you're expensive. Sean, we, we can't, we can't. I can't buy you lunch and park. I can't. I can't afford to do all of it. I I thought I was gonna pay, you know, for eighty dollars cheeseburgers. I can't do that and forty dollars parking. So uh, I I asked him if we could. Just, I asked him if we could just meet somewhere. I'm like, hey, let's just meet somewhere. And um, he he said yeah. So we found there was like a Bob Evans, a Cracker Barrel, and something else. I don't know. I couldn't find it. That was the nearest things we drove around and found. So mm-hmm. I went and pick up Sean. Swing in pick him up like I'm, you know, trying to get out of there like I robbed a bank so they don't charge me. And uh, we, Melissa got a table at Cracker Barrel and I got to hang out with Sean Capri over lunch and we just... Sean, has has Sean ever experienced Cracker Barrel before? Because Brian No, it was his first it. time. Oh, see, that's, that is good Southern, authentic Melissa made Sean. the comment that he said Southern. Southern? Southern? <laughs> Melissa was like, does he always say Southern like that? Southern? Sean. I think it was just his, his accent. Up. I honestly didn't notice it, but that's what she said. She got in the car and she's like, "That is precious." So, I, yeah, Brian and I had Cracker Barrel after uh, the game on Saturday. We did a to-go order. We picked it up. So I was eating Cracker Barrel leftovers for like two days because we just—it's cheap, it's starchy, it fills you up. It's good food. We had two cheeseburgers. They were fantastic. And uh, oh, you should have given him the breakfast all day breakfast. Well, it was like it was it was like one. It was one central time. So here was the thing. So I, I felt like a bad host because I was rushing. We had to get back in time to get the dogs and the kids. Jack has to be picked up at 630. Mm-hmm. We were eating lunch at 1 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. our time. Pushing it. I got to the daycare with 13 minutes to speak. <laughs> That's how close we ran it. So I got I got everything out of that lunch I could possibly get with Sean Capri, and I left like right when we absolutely had to. And of course, yeah. Melissa a- anxiety was. She was like, "We gotta go. We gotta go. We gotta go." At one yeah. point, I at, while we were waiting for Sean, I was like, "You need to stop. All right, you just you need to stop. We'll figure it out. If we gotta pay them extra, we'll pay them whatever we want." I'm having lunch with Sean Capri. Chill. Yeah. And uh, it was a blast. What are the chances of him ever being in the States again? Total coincidence. Now, he comes down a bunch. He's going down to New York a bunch. But, like, what are the chances he and I would be in the same city, you know, outside of an E3 thing? It was was really, really fun. Um, I love Sean. I love that I've gotten to know Sean. Um, Sean's great. Outside of like Sean Capri podcast personality, I consider Mm -hmm. Sean a friend. I like knowing the Sean Capri. Right. And um, he brought me some Nintendo Nintendo Power magazines. That. That were supposed to go to Guru and Jacob, which made it even better. I kind of want to light the Donkey Kong one on fire and send Jacob a video. No, don't do that. You know how much that's worth? So what I really want to do is I want to own the original copy of Nintendo Power for Super Mario Bros. 2 and then the final version. And I want to frame them and put them side by side. One of them gave me is a beautiful, colorful walkthrough Super Mario 3. Which oh, I see, love. those are the best. Those so big inserts. Good. Oh yeah, posters, so good. So Jack's been doing those. He also brought me three Link Adventure, Link Adventure. Oh, so you have cups now. I got cups. Yep, Yay. did that too. And uh, you know, we talked. We talked a little bit about podcasting. You know, we talked shop. But to be quite honest with you, we talked about his job, um, amongst other things. Just Babies. sat down and hung out. And talked. Yeah, talked about kids. We talked about something I can't name, but Sean knows what it is. And he's he's listening to chat. He needs to. He just needs to take me up on my offer. He knows what I'm talking about. Uh oh. <sighs> but getting into what I'm playing, I got back. Got the kids. Got everything. Started playing games. So we started playing games as soon as we got back. I want to start with this Fortnite thing. All right. So this Fortnite craze has been an awesome take in marketing. The most popular game in the world turned itself off. 
and stop. Like, when could you imagine what other game would have is it the goal? Still down? No, is it still off. Okay, no, nope, they, they shut it, it down for forty-eight hours. You just couldn't 48? play. It. You logged in and like a black hole appeared and sucked everything. Everything disappeared and it was just offline. And uh, it was really, which was really cool. It had everybody talking about it. All these little codes and numbers and things. Well, what's that? What, what's the deal now? They just started their next chapter. Yeah, they so they brought it back with a brand new map, all new stuff. You got boats. You can go fishing and all kinds of new stuff. So they just basically kind of relaunched a new game. That sounds more sandbox than it was. All of your progress is back. Everything comes back with it. I played it on. Xbox and I played it on Nintendo Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, on Switch, when I first played it, now this was right after the update. I mean, so like it went live and I was in an hour later. Mm. Portable mode was running pretty sluggish. Mm. Pretty sluggish. I was like, wow, this is not nearly as good as it was. Um, but I got to admit, later that afternoon when I got Jack from daycare and brought him on. I think it was probably a server issue. How many it could have been. Yeah. But we played it docked and it played as good as it ever has. And I got to say, I think it looks better than it did. Um, looks really nice. Like the Xbox version, obviously is cleaner, more bi- vibrant, but mm-hmm. the comparisons having played both that day were closer than I remember them being the first time cool. I played Fortnite. So it was really cool. We got the battle pass and we started unranking levels and all that. So we're kind of back in on the Fortnite train, um, along mm. with everybody else getting in there trying to see out all this new stuff. We got overwatch. I have played the overwatch. Here's here okay so I I started reading some things today before our podcast that I I got to say I was a little I don't know disappointed is not the right word it's just stuff I obviously wouldn't agree with I think Overwatch on Switch is pretty great we played it for hours last night we started mm. playing maybe right after I got Jack he played a little Fortnite so maybe 6:30 probably till 10:30 Mm-hmm. We played that game straight and we just kept doing like they have these Halloween events. So it was like yeah. a board mode. We played a lot yep. of that. Um, we played not capture a flag, but they had something else like that. We played that and then we played some deathmatch and we also did the training and we did the tutorials. Yep. We did all of that. We played with a bunch of different characters trying to figure out who we liked and what we like to do. Well, who do you guys like? So Jack, 100% without even trying the game is sold on Reaper. He just saw him and he's like, that is the coolest guy I have ever seen. And he is committed to playing that person. I was a little bit more picky. So I went through and I saw everybody and I picked out like five that I thought were cool. I started playing with them. I I don't like playing the support character nearly as much. Uh, I thought I would like Bridget. Bridget has cool like melee. She like flails a mace. She's a new one that I don't know. Um, But she's a support. Which means like her main job is to heal everybody else. And if you're trying right. to do damage, you got to be really close. And she doesn't do all that great. Um, so I, I was like, I'm going to be a tank. I'm going to blow up some stuff. I played as D.Va a little bit. I like D.Va. It's okay. Uh, I played as the mouse, whatever that thing is. And I played as Reinhardt. There's a mouse, like a gerbil. Reinhardt. Yeah, I know which a, one you're talking about. I don't know its I name. I forget its name. Um, but yeah, uh, I like tanks. It's fun to have like the turrets. But I feel like they're... Um, I don't know. I just never like jive. Like I could never like gel with their secondary attacks, their weapons, like their power ups. You know, because I was thinking like Splatoon. You like Splatoon, you've got the roller or the gun or whatnot, but then you've got your grenades and all these different sub weapons. I I wish I could customize the tank sub weapons because then I might play it. I mean, I'm sure it's all about balancing and all that, but I didn't really like because all of their stuff is like a shield bash or uh, like a defense. It's like a defense power up or something. It's not like really Mm -hmm. attacks. So I've really settled in on Torbjorn and Junkrat, Junkrat. Which, which I like a lot. Yeah, a because lot of people like Junkrat. Torbjorn lays down a turret, so you can turret. And he has a powerful special where you like basically like spew molten lava at folks, and he's got a cool gun. And he's got two guns. He's got both trigger guns, so he can shoot mm-hmm. his regular. It's kind of like a lob, like a lob grenade, and then yeah. he also has like a shotgun blast. So that's more my style. I get in there, mix it up, really do some damage. And then um, Junkrat just like he throws down traps and grenades everywhere. It's yeah. just explosives, just dynamite and explosives all the time. I love that stuff. If you've ever seen me play Anthem or Call of Duty, you're like, yes, blow up all the things, all the explosions, rocket launchers, Boy. big fire. Let's do stuff big away. Yeah. Um, I like Reinhardt. He has a huge hammer. Dude, just like yeah. go around and smash the crap out of people. Um, but I was way more 
successful playing as the, I guess the damage class. I think so. You've got supports, melee? tanks, mm-hmm. melee or melee. Yeah, whatever that group is. It's the bigger group of the game. I, I'm way more successful playing the game that way. Probably okay. just because I haven't learned the other strategies and stuff. I generally play DPS too. So now I am obviously not the person to give you any sort of professional criticism regarding the port. But here's what I won't tell. I mean, I pl- I've seen people play over. I know what it is. It's not like I just right. turned the game on for the first time yesterday. It was the first time I played it, but I know what it is. This port seems to be, in my opinion, fantastic compared to other big ports that have come to Switch. Mm-hmm. It's way better looking than Doom or Wolfenstein. I mean, I just think it's maybe the style. I know a lot of yeah. people are very concerned about the frame rate. Uh, it's 30. 30 locked. I, I know that there's a difference between 60 and 30, but the frame rate is solid. I did not run into any issues where I felt like the frame rate was dropping or like there were no dips. There were no skipping. It wasn't, jit- there was no jitters. Mm-hmm. It felt very solid as a shooter. I played online. I didn't have a problem getting into matches. That's good. So I was a little caught by surprise when I like looked it up today. Well, right before I left work, actually, I was like, Lots I want to see. Yeah. Crap. Yes. Yeah. Kotaku, Polygon, they all have articles talking about how bad it is. And I was like, yeah, is it see. really that bad? I'm I don't have any issues with it. It's we had a blast. We had so much fun playing it. Jack played it for a good two straight hours. He that's that's all he wants to do is keep playing it. And you're right, that's all that matters. I'm sure, you know, obviously 30's not 60. It does look more vibrant, you know, crisper on, on yeah. other consoles. Yeah. I you like we were talking about with the Link's Awakening thing. I don't notice those things. I really That's true. don't. They one of the things I noticed in one of those two, I think it was Kotaku. They did maybe two paragraphs on how the Switch doesn't have good online communication tools, and it's like, well, duh, you knew that when the game was announced. Like, if you just right? been waiting to, I mean, yeah, I don't get it. I think what I was doing when I was playing it was comparing it to other ports of big games that have come. Right. And considering how big of a game Overwatch is, not only just in fan reception, but it's an online team based multi, you know, shooter. Yeah. It's you got to shoot like a lot of things are happening, a lot of explosions. If anything, that's what I was caught by. I didn't realize how fast the game was. It was when pretty you, quick. Yeah. People are flying around, jumping. I was like, oh, man, it's I was getting like Unreal Tournament vibes. I'm like, I'm looking mm-hmm. up, down, around, spinning, just throwing. And I think that's why I like their grenade people. Why do you think it makes me sick? Just try to blow up stuff because yeah. Lord knows I'm not good enough to headshot everybody. <laughs> Right. Let's just drop bombs. Yet. <laughs> uh, yet. Um, but we had a blast. I got to tell you, we had a blast. I love the Halloween event. I wish that type of stuff was up all the time. I know. I love events and games. Um, they have I mean, all these I'm skins. Forward to a lot I got Jack a Reaper skin of just, it's just a jack-o'-lantern and all of this Aww. goth cool stuff. And Jack was like, that's super awesome. And he just Ooh. wanted to play more like that. So, I mean, I know it's been a long time coming. We've talked about Overwatch forever. I could have played it on Xbox and PlayStation time and time ago. These aren't my games. I'm pretty sure I won't play it every week. You know, it's like it doesn't do it for me. But Jack will, and that's why I bought it. And uh, I have no regrets from playing it the first day. I was like, this is everything I thought I could have hoped for. It doesn't even really look all that fuzzy. I did see a side-by-side comparison. It's definitely less detailed. But to be honest with you, like, the look of the game There's is there. There's so much going on that I can't see them actually taking the time into making everything fully like it. It lends itself well to that cel shaded kind of yeah. cartoony. Look I was going to say it has that like Marvel Ultimate Alliance vibe mm-hmm. in the right. textures and how they present stuff. But like Doom on Switch is a pretty muddy game, especially when you play a portable. Mm. this game looks great when you play a portable. I was like, no, I get, I see everything that's happening. I don't have a problem with like distance in in the maps or anything. I played it portably and on, on dock and I had a great time with it. That's all I can really tell you. That's all that matters. Yeah. Yeah. We had a blast. We had an absolute blast with that one. Um, I did pick up Darksiders 2 with my eBay coupon I earned. It came in over the weekend. Mm-hmm. I did play it. I played through the intro. That is as good as that game has ever looked. Now, hard-pressed to be like, this You know, this game that's been ported a billion times looks great. A million great. times, yeah. It does, but it does look great. If you've never played it, the Switch is a great choice for you. Now, you can get it anywhere else probably cheaper, but the idea that I was playing an, uh, an open-world game like that and it was looking as good as it was on the go, I, I was playing it in Nashville like, on my Switch. I was like, right. this is fantastic. Like mm-hmm. It looks it looks great. Um, it looks, I'm sure if I did like a, a real side-by-side comparison, maybe there's something there to find, but 
I mean, I've seen the definitive edition. I have it on on Xbox. This looks largely the same thing, which, okay. you know, it's an old game. It should, I, I would hope. But it looks yeah. fantastic. It ran great. Had a blast. You know what? One thing I want to say about Overwatch, immediately turned off the gyro controls. It was weird. Oh. Not that it wasn't... It, I, see, I can't do it either. Like, I, I can't do it in Splatoon. And people are like, you should only play Splatoon with gyro controls. I'm one I, of those people. I can't. I have changed from the Switch, but here's the thing. It's interesting. I like gyro controls in Overwatch when you're playing handheld. It's good. But when I turned the game on, gyro controls were on by default. We were playing docked and I had a pro controller and the gyro controls felt everywhere. Maybe Mm. I need to tune it. Maybe it was just way too sensitive. But I'm talking like I was barely moving my controller and the thing was like panning. I was like, what the hell is happening to my controller? It was throwing me for a loop. So I immediately turned it off. I did later turn it on. Uh, later in the night when I was playing the horde mode, I turned it mm-hmm. on playing portably. It was totally fine. Um, so I set it, and you can set it just like Splatoon. I set it to allow controls only in handheld mode. And that's how I play Splatoon. I play with gyro when I'm playing on the Switch, and then when I dock it, I turn it off and play with the sticks. So I don't know. I don't know what that means about me or if that's something that other people agree with, but that was I'm thing. just old school and vertigo-induced. The last thing that I played is a game called One Night Stand. Yeah, that was that indie that they, uh, it's kind of like a visual novel almost. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's a little, it tells the story of exactly what you think of you having a one night stand. You play as a male protagonist. Interesting thing about this game is that there are about 12 different outcomes that you can earn in the game. Wow. Judging from, judging from like funny to, you know, trying to be somewhat heartfelt. I enjoyed the game. I liked it. You can beat the entire thing and get all the endings in about an hour or so, hour-ish what, and a half. All maybe, of them? maybe two hours. I'm sure if you if you didn't look at a guide or anything, how to make the because de- it's not just about the decisions you make. They're also in which order you make them uh-huh. that determine the outcome. So maybe if you played it straight through and never looked up anything, it might take you a little longer than right. that. But we unlocked like half of it without checking a guide. And then okay. I pulled up a guide because... I didn't want to keep replaying the same thing over and over again. So right, I was like, we'll right. just get a guide and we'll look at the endings. Um, so we did get the ball. Very, very funny game. And at times there was this one time where um, one of the hints that they give you is you can leave at any time. So as soon as the scenario started, I tried to leave and the game was like, you can't leave yet. You got to get your clothes. And I was like, I'm leaving, I'm leaving, I'm leaving. And I just kept spamming the button. It took about 20 presses before the characters like F it. I'm out. And he ran away naked. And, and and the game is like you run through the streets as people look out their windows and call the cops and stuff. It was, it was very, very funny. That's there was also funny. another scenario that I did a screenshot and posted in our Discord where you totally steal the girl's panties. I saw that. And you wear them. <laughs> it was. I wonder how much of this is based on real life experiences from the developers. <laughs> it was Who very. Comes up with that? It was very, very funny. Um. I think the game is okay to good. I wouldn't go out there and like apps. If you like those type of games, um, I wish it would have been, the game could have been taken to another level if it was voice acted. It's, it's all text-based. Oh, okay. Um, also, the animations that are on screen in the dialogue, um, I felt were very repetitive. Maybe, I don't want to like do a disservice to the developer, maybe five or six animations. But if you're going through the story 12 That's- times, you're seeing a lot of them yeah. over and over and over and over again. Um, but it was cute. It's, I definitely think this is a, if you're a person out there with a switch and you would like to get um, maybe a female companion, a wife, girlfriend, sister or something to try a game, but they're not into games like I often do with Melissa. This is right down that alley because the entire game is all about being a snoop. You're just snooping through this person's room. So you're looking through her journal. You're looking through her wallet. You're checking her computer. You're looking through her drawers. You're just going through a room trying to uncover all of the little clues you can to solve the puzzle and get out of there. And uh, there are endings where you guys are friends. There are endings where she throws you out of the apartment. There's all these different stuff. You know, it's 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 a mature scenario in terms of it being a one night stand. You're waking up the morning after, but there is nothing very mature. It's all a lot of innuendo. It, there's nothing like explicit or anything like that. There's no like anime or any, anything like that into this at all. It's, you know, it's pretty, I I'd say in that regard, it's pretty PG. If that's what you were thinking, it's, it's pretty PG in that department. You know, they're like, and, and you know, at one point he's like, 
And then what else did we do last night? And, you know, it's it's more like she kind of laughs it off and she's like, you know what we did last night. And that's kind of what they do with it. So it's all innuendo. Melissa did say she really enjoyed the art style. She liked the way that the, the visuals are presented. So everything is very, it's flat, it's comic, like sketch drawn. But they kind of do that. I don't even know how to explain it. You're the artist. There are like lines that kind of like, I don't want to say like vibrate, but they, they kind of like represent like shaking or something like that when person when people are moving. Mm. It's kind of like a not like a Charlie Brown like motion, but like a co- Charlie Brown like comic strip. Right. Like that kind of thing. She liked that. She thought it was really, really cool. So um, I think I bought the game for five or six bucks. I think it's seven ninety nine. I think they even discounted from there. Yeah. You know, an hour or so, seven dollars. I think that's OK. You know, I know a lot of people judged games differently, but we had an entertaining evening with it, having a couple (laughs) of drinks and walking through it together. Um, It's a very easy, you can play with motion controls if you want, but it's a D-pad, one button type of game. You point at the thing you want to do and you click on it and it does something. So, you know, it's very accessible and uh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Oh, definitely. Caroline, we're going to bust into our news block and we're going to talk about Pokemon stuff. Now, I know you put down some stuff here. I'm sorry. So it's like there was nothing but Pokemon. There was nothing but Pokemon. Uh, why don't you walk us through this news? Okay. So first of all, last week, a little bit, I think maybe it was over the weekend, their file size, excuse me, file size was revealed for Pokemon Sword and Shield. It's 10.3 gigs. I like this. This is exciting. Yeah. So for reference, I think Sun and Moon was around 3 gigs. And Breath of the Wild is 14.4 gigs. So we're on the spectrum of closer to Breath of the Wild for, um, you know, file size. I, I can only imagine that how much of that is the wild area. How long? Uh, or how to be big clear, that doesn't be. mean that the game is Breath of the Wild big. Well, right, 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 right. But I mean, the amount of content, the detailing, Textures, the models, music, stuff like that. And, and people are complaining that, oh, the, no, all the Pokemon are in there. Can you imagine if they put all 850, almost 900 Pokemon in there, how much more that would be? Mm-hmm. It's kind of crazy. I'm very excited to play this game, which everybody knows. That's not news. But I'm very excited to play it after having, like, the discussion leading up to this game has been, what I want to say, so negative. You know, like either you don't like Pokemon or even the Pokemon fans themselves are not happy with all the decisions that they're making. But I mean, I, I'm i expecting a hit. Maybe that, that's just oh, like crazy optimism. But I, I, I've been saying this the entire time. Everything they're showing me, everything that I'm seeing with their little open worlds and all the new things that they're doing. I'm expecting everybody to love this game once they actually play it. And um Maybe maybe I'm just setting myself up for failure. Maybe it doesn't do that at all. <laughs> maybe by the time we play it, it's, everybody just feels like it's a, a huge letdown. But uh, I'm I'm really excited about it. Yeah, I um, sorry, my no, it's okay. charger. My charger. We were talking about earlier before my charger was smoking before, and there was like an electrical like sizzle, and um. Then I realized that it completely died while we were charging. I was like, oh, my God, there's like 20 percent left on my battery. It's going to die in 10 minutes. And I text Brian. I said, can you bring me the other charger, please? So I've been uh, fumbling through and crisis averted. But yeah, um, I'm curious as to, you know, do we know what it's going to be docked at this point? Or do we know? I haven't seen any definitive stuff on that. Okay, so I'm wondering if it's maybe a 1080p game docked. How much, because Breath of the Wild was 720p docked? Is that what it was? Or 720p across the board? I can't remember. No, no, it was 1080p. Okay, well, I, I just, I no, I don't feel like that's right. Ooh. Fact I check. don't know. Keep going. So, but but anyway, I, I just, I'm wondering how much of this is uh, for graphics. 900p docked. Is, okay, that there makes more sense. I think that, that sounds about right. Um, how much of this is graphics? How much of this is content? Um, obviously, we're not expecting huge, big open worlds like Zelda. Right, but but huge, big world for Pokemon. Yes. We've never seen I, anything like this. I mean, this is three times as much as Sun and Moon was. And, and I'm I think, excited. I think Let's Go, they said, was less than five gigs. So, I mean, this is, this is doubling the size of the Let's Go carts from last year. Yeah. 
It's great. Yeah, it's exciting. And I, I mean, I know Let's Go technically has the mantle, but I'm excited to see what a mainline Pokemon game without all the gimmicks and stuff feels like on a home television again. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm just over. I'm, I mean, I, I realize I'm Pokemon Homer. I, it's one of my favorite games in the Nintendo library, so I get it. But I'm really, really excited for Pokemon Sword and Shield. And that has not wavered at all. Even I don't even <laughs> like the legendaries. And I'm still very, very excited to sit down and play this game. I'm. I'm just, we'll talk about it in a second. I'm just... <laughs> My excitement would be through the roof if I could get some, you know, <laughs> some news, news, evolution news about the uh, starters. Tell me maybe? about this Pokemon Go event. Pokemon Go. Uh, Brian and I are going to be doing this because uh, he still does Pokemon Go to an extent, not as much as I do, but or, uh, I'm that sorry. Was I don't be my do question. I don't I don't do it as much as he does. OK, because he goes into the city and he sits at his office in the sky rise, you know, and he's just like um, flipping things all day while he's in midtown you know wow he's able to get he's able to get stuff all the time uh but they are having a halloween event starting october 17th so if you're listening to this right now it is live 1 p.m or i'm sorry 2 p.m eastern 11 a.m pacific time i think that's correct uh anyway it's live it's gonna go through the end of october i believe probably till the beginning of november uh we get some cool things like Dark Rye, the mythical, is going to be in five-star raids this time around. He's kind of spooky. There's going to be limited time research and field tasks. Uh, Yamask is getting added, and the shiny Yamask is getting added. That's the one that looks just like... It's the, the smaller one from the sarcophagus. I can't remember what the sarcophagus name is, but the one that's just literally like a ghost spinny face. Like, I mean, there was zero creativity when it came in to making this Pokemon. I, I'm just, just going to say it right now. Uh, they added some more items to the player costume shop. So this is something if you want to dress your character up, if you pay the, the coins and stuff, you can get a Pikachu onesie. For Donnie, you have a Cubone cap, a Litwick cap, which I think is adorable because I love Litwick, a Mimikyu bag, and a Zubat bag. And what? You want to say something? No, no, no. Keep going. Okay. My favorite part is catching the costumed Pokemon, which yes. stay permanently costumed. Uh, so we normally always just have a special Pikachu. They had like the sunglasses Squirtle one time. But mm-hmm. this time around, we are getting four costumed Pokemon. And they normally do the witch hat Pikachu. But this year, they're doing Pikachu in a Mimikyu-like hoodie. Super cute. So it's like Super Inception with a Pikachu, Mimikyu, Pikachu. Uh, we're getting a Yamask Squirtle. Ninja Bulbasaur and Donnie's favorite, Cubone Charmander. So tell me what does what does this Charmander look like? They have pictures online. I haven't uh, seen it so yet. It's like basically a Charmander with the little Cubone hat. Okay, so he's like wearing his head mask. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's probably not enough for me to to re-download and play it. But I at least wanted to ask. I wanted to ask. There's cause... a ca- there's a cap that you could put on your character. Yeah. It's Cubone. And they're also going to be having shiny versions of those. So, you know, it's sure. going to be good for you to even go out there above I'd be way more excited with Go if we still had the National Dex type thing. I was very excited with Go when I was thinking that I could take Sunglasses Squirtle and play with it in the game. That there would be like this whole Pokemon yeah. game universe. Mm. I was so excited for that. And when, when that basically kind of... I wouldn't say it's out the window, but it's probably not likely. Uh, mm. unless I'm less interested now. Pokemon Sword and Shield had a trailer that arrived this morning, giving us new Gigantamax forms from Generation 1 Pokemon. We got to see Big Fat Pikachu. We got to see Stay Puffed Eevee. We get to see Godzilla Charizard. Stay Puffed Eevee. You like that? We saw Long Meowth, which has set the internet ablaze. Long Cat. Long Cat Meowth. And uh, I didn't see Butterfree, to be honest with you. I didn't watch the whole thing. I had like some different wings. How do you feel about them presenting Pokemon Sword and Shield as Kaiju Monster Fight Game? 
Because it's starting to, the more and more they I lean into this gimmick, I'm like, is this what we're going to be doing the whole time? I don't care. I don't, I don't care. I'm kind of mad that they don't have mega evolutions because I would rather see like a cool Charizard mega evolution with the fire. Now, the fiery wings on the Charizard is pretty awesome. I will say that. Uh, Rebecca also brought up a good point today. It's like, why are they leaning so heavily on these Gen 1? Like everything we've seen for new Galarian types and all these Gigantamaxed Pokemon is... Mm-hmm. All Gen One. I think it's probably because that that generation probably resonates most with va- fans of the video game, Maybe. so they're trying to appeal to them first, like early before they start unveiling the new ones. Maybe I don't I I don't know, uh, but we should we should also note that you get the Pikachu, you get the or you get the special Pikachu and the special Eevee that Gigantamaxing. If you have those um, respective games from Let's Go, yeah. Save files. It's pulling from save file. And then if you buy the game, I think within a certain amount of time, but like between November and January, you get the long cat meowth. It's a special meowth that gives you cat special, dog. It gives you coins. It, it looks gives dumb. you like it, well, it's the whole thing is dumb. Let's be real. That's a good point. The whole thing is dumb. I like Charizard. I think Charizard looks cool. I like Fat Pikachu. I'm always down for Fat Pikachu. I'm trying to turn Kirby, my cat, into Fat Pikachu. You're don't do that, dear cat. Don't do that. I'm more interested in probably making a s'more now that you said stay puffed, TV. I need like some marshmallows. That's all and it chocolate is. Chocolate and graham crackers. Giant fur. <laughs> uh, I. Ray, what did you do? <laughs> we watched that this weekend when we came back. We watched Ghostbusters, the kids' first time. I mean, I. I guess, whatever. I'm not into Jengen. I never has been. Like they, all of this, it's like I could do without all of this. I'm a little leery of how much they're pushing on it. I'm more into like the raids and stuff. Like that's okay. Here's the real question: How much of the gigabytes are these big, gigantic forms of Pokemon? <laughs> taking up? Well, yeah. As I say, if you want to talk about one thing that could really sink this, if the gameplay of this game is really centered and focused on this. That could hurt a lot of people's opinion if you're just being forced to Gigantamax all the time. I think it's going to be required for a couple of battles, but I I really think that most of it was we're making you play in these huge soccer field type arenas now, and we need somewhere to fill the space. Yeah, like I said, I think this entire thing goes to they need to fill the screen. Mm-hmm. You got 78, 80, 60, 55-inch TVs out there. You can't have a little 2-inch Pikachu on it and a giant empty space. They needed to fill the screen with stuff. Um, I don't know. I'm not sold. I I mean, they tweeted about this. Every time they tweet, people get excited, and then we get Galarian Ponyta and Fat Pikachu. Well, the Galarian Ponyta I was excited about, okay. But you weren't excited to watch that for 24 hours for it. When I realized what was happening, I started to get a little bit pumped. But don't tell me that this is coming out at 6 a.m. Pacific time and I make sure that I'm awake for a three-minute uploaded video of Big Boys. I didn't watch. I did watch the trailer a little bit. I scrubbed through it once it came out. But I didn't watch it and get up for it because this all leaked in Koro Koro overnight anyway. I was up late last night. If you see my Twitter, it was like 2 in the morning. And there were pictures. There were people with pictures like Koro Koro cover that had the the Stay Puff Eevee on it. I was like, oh, that's that's it tomorrow. It's already on the covers and stuff. Okay, that's it. That's boring. So you could say I had low expectations because when Kyle was posting and the trailers and everything, I was like, yeah, it's not that big of a deal. So I'm not going to watch the trailer. Mm-hmm. I've already seen it. I get it. Big Charizard. Got it. The Charizard with the flaming wings was the best part, I will say. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be good. And, you know, I want to see the... I want to see all the big attacks and stuff. That is the one thing that I kind of like. If they're, if they're like Z moves, I'm I'll be there for it. Yeah. If they have big, cool explosions type stuff that they get to do, then sure. If they're just big giant Pokemon doing the exact animation and same attacks as the other ones, right? That's not cool. Right. That's when I'm going to come on the Nintendo Shack and kill it. For that. <laughs> I think it's going to be more like the Z moves. Because I, I dude, the Z moves were. I know awesome. they were really cool. I liked having all of my Z crystals. Yeah, yeah, it was dumb to watch the Power Ranger type thing to do it. That's okay. I'm okay with Pokemon being a little dumb, mm-hmm. but the Z moves were awesome. I liked yeah. it. 
All right, let's get into our Shaq questions direct from you. And we have a question that comes in from the Backlog Odyssey. If Nintendo was to take any indie dev under their wing and allow them to develop any first-party Nintendo game, like they did with, uh, he says, kind of like they did with Brace Yourself Games and Cadence Viral, mm-hmm. which studio and game would you pick? Way Forward does good stuff. And I think they've already kind of just, like, I mean, they did River City Girls, which is the River City Ransom thing. Uh, I would definitely give them the reins to something. They make amazing, cool, uh, somewhat retro stuff. I'd like to see, uh, especially those sprite works that they've done with Shantae for Risky's Revenge and Pirate's Curse before they've done this 2D animated style for Hap Genie Hero. I would like to see something... Uh, retrofied way forward way. What would it, but you don't know what? I don't know. Um, I mean, I have a, I have an answer, and my answer, I think, is super easy. But well, I think, I think go it's for the it. good what? answer. I don't, I don't know what game I would give them. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, that's that's the issue. Well, that's the issue why I wouldn't pick them because I don't know what game to give them. I, I, I don't know if I'd like them. I wouldn't want to give them Mario, I give them Duck no. Kong. Yeah, that would be that would be a nice style. Especially, it'd be like, cool to see what they could do with Donkey, Donkey Kong. Country. Mm-hmm. I'd be okay with that. That'd be kind of yeah. neat. Uh, my answer was going to be either Moon Studios, which is the Ori team, right, or Team Cherry, which is the Hollow Knight game. Okay, and you obviously give them Metroid. Yeah, and they'll make a better Metroid game than we've had in decades. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I like Prime. Don't get me wrong, I like Prime. Prime is awesome. Um, but Metroid, like the Metroid game, when Metroid you say Metroid, yeah. the game that it's known for, the genre that it spawns, yep. Ori and Hollow Knight do that way better than even Prime did. So give that, give Metroid to one of those games and just do that. That's the thing. Instead of always constantly trying to reboot things and make it, just give it to people that already know how to do it. You know, yep. give Star Fox to the team over there at Ubisoft and let them do their thing with it. Give yep. Metroid to somebody that can make a really awesome Metroidvania game and let them make you money. They're making you money. Let them money, do it. Money, 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 money. Which money. does bring me to an interesting thing. Um, a thought, at least. I wanted to bring this up. So Town, like, released today or tomorrow, right? The reviews yep, today. hit today. And uh, they're middling, which is okay. You know, you can love yourself a good six. I'm not saying review scores are the greatest thing, but... Uh, the point I wanted to kind of make off of this question was IP matters a lot. And I think Game Freak is an g- excellent example of that. Game Freak really has not hit on anything that they've done outside of Pokemon. No. And other people have tried to make Pokemon-like games, and they don't hit because it doesn't have Pokemon. Mm-hmm. And it, you start to wonder, like, how much, how important is it to have a developer that can make an amazing game or how important is it that the amazing game um, resonates with customers that want to buy it because of the IP. Right. And um, I always think of that with Game Freak because you know, they had uh, like Harmonite and they did uh, Timbo, the badass was, elephant. I, yeah, I was thinking about that. They have all these um, different games that they release. And in, in uh, I had this conversation with Beck in the Discord. Game Freak seems so quick and often to tell you that they're not just Pokemon. We're not Nintendo. Like they're so almost defiant in it. Right. But they don't have anything else, no matter how many things they keep trying to push. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying they're bad games, don't get me wrong. But it's obviously it's not Pokemon. You'd imagine right. if they didn't have Pokemon, if, <laughs> if they <laughs> like if they would even still be thing. <laughs> like they, it's weird. Drilldozer. I forgot about that game. And I like that they get to flex their creative muscle. I do. I'm not saying anything like By that. By the way, they've they're thirty years old today. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yep. So just something I was thinking about today, because um, I can't say I was greatly looking forward to town. You and I, when we talked about it after E3, I told you that I kind of felt like maybe it was a, a smaller indie-ish time of experimental title. Right, By all right. accounts, that seems to be the case. Um, I'll probably still get it. Uh, I'll just get it on the cheap. Um, I've got plenty to play now and have Luigi on the way. So I was never buying it day one anyway. But. The less, like I was expecting it to be a big, big title or on par with, you know, it's not. It's, has this, a great look. This stealth released though so quickly. It has a, and and that's when I when when they stop presenting it 
as a major like that's when you know it's like okay they don't think this game has the juice nope. um but it has a great look i give it that yeah. i mean i've always since the day we first saw it since it was unveiled it has a great look but so do lots of games but yeah. it's interesting the game free constantly you know they seem adamant that they're trying to make something happen you would think that a a company with its resources and the amount of people and the name that they'd have found something, something, something that stuck to the wall, something they could continue, mm-hmm. a secondary franchise. But they've, they, yeah, they haven't, they haven't been able to make it happen yet. Tales mm-hmm. from the Fandom Podcast asks us, what franchise would we like to see come to Switch in 2020? I feel like we've already answered this question. Yeah. Uh. Well, I'd like to see Splatoon three. You would I like think- to see that in 2020. Yeah. So I'd like to see that stay what? away for a minute. Oh, I think it's time because. They- between 2015 and 2017, that was from Splatoon to Splatoon 2. Granted, we needed something for the Switch, sure. and that's why. It's but, only two um, years. I mean, with with the campaign and all of the Splatfest finished, and Splatoon 2 is kind of just dead right now. I think they had update 5.0.1 recently or something like that. Hmm. Uh, there's really nothing going on with Splatoon. Yeah, but, I mean, games typically... good. Well... Games typically take a good three to five year dev cycle. Sure. And, you know, 2017 to 2020, I mean, I guess you're on the front end of that three years. I mean, I would like to, when Splatoon comes back, I would like to see come Splatoon come back in a big major way. Yeah, we, well, they, there needs to be a shakeup and not just a sequel. Yeah, and, and I mean, I know Kevin said that a bunch, and, and I would, and I argued when it was announced, when Splatoon 2 was announced, you mm-hmm. know, we, everybody kept calling it Splatoon 1 and a half, and I think the, the, the campaign and all the different maps and all the different stuff right. warrant a different game. I mean, it right. warranted its sequel. I don't, I don't think that's the issue. I would just like to see them shake the formula, like the actual root of the game, not just more content. I see. I'd like I to see new game modes. I've often said I think Splatoon is ripe for party modes. They need to add some party mm-hmm. type modes in there, like some Nintendo type stuff. Yep. Um, I'd like to see some of that get in there um, and come back and be like, we're changing the way you play Splatoon. You've got your deathmatch. You've got your turf war. You've got your campaign. But check out these mini games you can do and all this different type of stuff. Right. Get wacky with it. Like Labo. You know, like there are <laughs> Labo <laughs> games where you play golf by like you know, with cars. Sure. How cool would it be if you shot it? You know, like if you did that with Splatoon characters? Yeah, it's pretty lacking in local multiplayer. Uh, there is the local multiplayer option, but yep. people don't really play it for that. They play it for online. Mm-hmm. So and any type of stuff like that, I could see um, like arena warfare, not so much just like their little, like little maps, like bigger mm-hmm. maps, vertical maps, bigger, ma- larger maps. Right. There's a lot of things they can do with Splatoon. And I would rather them maybe stay away and just kind of tuck away for a little bit, come back strong, real strong. Okay. Versus just, uh, here's more Splatoon, which don't get me wrong. If it was more Splatoon, just new map, I'd still buy it. <laughs> I just think that it's so huge in Japan that they would be like the longer they go without it the money that they're just not making money on it and it's a good they point. could it's a very good point good point it's huge um i mean my answer tales from the fandom podcast is mario golf i feel we like a broken record need it. we do need it oh my <laughs> that's God. the so franchise i, I would like to a, see come to switch in 2020 I had a mario golf dream the other night see dude. i mean like it's by real. the way sim golf coming back i know i talked to the developer today yeah. I don't think he realizes. I tried to explain to him. I was like, no, no, you don't know. You think you know. I was like, I am the perfect person to interview for this game. Yeah. I was made for this. <laughs> this is my this is my fate. This is my destiny. It's a big deal. <laughs> this is what I'm here for. I'm so excited. You know, the first thing I'm going to ask him is they're going to bring the Switch. <laughs> Please, it for would, the love of everything, bring oh, this game to Switch. It needs to happen. I mean, I'm going to get it regardless, but... I want to draw on it with a stylus and like mm-hmm. make my course. And so, oh man, I'm yep. so excited! For you guys that don't know what I'm talking about, you don't venture to our Discord. There is a game announced by I want to say, and I'm not even certain on this, but from reading their blog post, this was my impression. Team members of the Sims Golf game all the way back in the day from like the 90s. Yep. That are making a new game. It's a spiritual successor called Golftopia, and it's coming to Steam. And I found this game because I am Sims Golf. Like, this is, I'm, how many people out there are even looking for this? This is me. <laughs> I find this game and I lost my I mean, mind. I'm worried 
because this is kind of the same thing that happened with ukulele. It was the people that did the banjo kazooie games. Good point. Then yeah, yuka was kind of a it fell flat in my opinion. Sure. Um, so we'll see. I, mean, footage, I don't think you can make up golf. You cannot mess up golf management, though. The footage I that I can. saw, I would say, was very promising. I love mm-hmm. the style of the visuals. Now they're making it zany, and I know that comes with like if you're a if you're a purist, you're like, wait a minute, I don't like this sci-fi stuff. But as I, I was explaining to Kevin, um, you know, he was like tower defense. I think the tower defense is just like weed control. So instead of hiring oh. your groundskeepers, you're like That's hiring kind of towers. Yeah. I think it's totally okay. Like I was like, that's towers just like laser. Yes. While you're golfing. I was like, that's, that's video games. Like that's what video games. That's amazing. I'm totally done for. I'm pretty good. Oh, I'm excited. Anyway, getting on, getting on. C Bennett comes up with an excellent question. Where does smash bros go after smash ultimate? They don't, they literally just keep adding things or, you know, basically updating the same game. Just Street Fighter right. 2 it. The Street Give Fighter it. 2 is on everything forever. I'm okay with that. Pretty much. Bring back trophies. Or at least add, you know, a little blurb about where they're from. Have you played the, the home spirit. run mode or anything? No. See, I've been playing that. Did they add home run back into it? Yeah. Okay, see, I like I said, I haven't put it back in since, you know, Dragon Quest Hero got added, so. <sighs> I'm waiting for Shantae. See, Bennett, I, I don't know what they do. With I mean, you, if they never, if they ever try to release another Smash Brothers game that's not Smash Ultimate, it's immediately going to be met with, but Smash Ultimate was Ultimate. It was better. Yeah. And I don't know how they get away from that. Yeah. They got to change the way it looks or plays. And that's, that's going to make people really angry. You can't do that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you nerf somebody or buff somebody else. Maybe they make a 3D Smash Fighter. Oh, I don't know if I'd like that. I think everybody cringes when they hear that. Mm. I'm just saying it to offer some sort of, I don't yeah. know. You just keep re-releasing Smash Ultimate over Let and over again. Sakurai rest. But what's he going to do? He's got to do he something. Can make, he can make new characters all the time. He should just be like the the PR representative would be like, hello, we'd like to have your character in Smash. Let me make See, it. And- you got to worry, like these licensing deals that they have, like are they licensing these folks with the intention of we have the ability to publish Smash Ultimate indefinitely? Or like is there going to be a day on Switch 4 and a half, Switch mm-hmm. 360 in 2029 where like – Snake just disappears from Smash Ultimate because the licensing ran out. Their minds. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. Licensing is a tricky thing, and I Ryan would hope would that good to answer that. I would hope with the emphasis that they put on Smash Ultimate of this being it, I would hope that Nintendo was wise enough to like look. We need access to this character forever. Yeah. We are licensing to put Snake in our Smash Bros game. We won't put him in anything else. If there won't be a sequel, but for as long as we want to have Smash Ultimate. He will be here. I'm yep. hoping that's the approach. And you, you got to think it is. Right? Makes sense. I mean, the Sakurai said this was like Awada's like, last yeah. assignment to make the most ultimate version of Smash ever. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it is. It's, it's the best version by I, far. I agree. It's everything. So I agree. I don't know. JC writes it. I wish Nintendo interacted with its community and fans more than they currently do. Would we make any changes to how Nintendo currently communicates with its customers? I would bring back the the hotline where you're calling in and getting tips. You would not. Totally would. I think that was a great, you know, can you imagine this day and age? Like, hey, I can't do it anymore. I can't do this. There's a billion websites and guides. I know, but... It would be at least, you know, didn't they bring that back for like a novelty one day where it's like you can call the hotline and it was like some sort of message from Reggie or something on. I have no idea. Did that I, make I that don't up? know. Yeah, I, 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 I haven't. I, I don't I'm not aware of that. <laughs> I think it happened within recent years, like maybe 2013 or something. Okay. You could call the hotline and there was a message cool. from Nintendo or something. I don't know. This seems know. to be um, 
not not taking a stab at, J, at JC's question, but this seems to be a revolving topic almost every time any company ever speaks, has a presentation, steps in dog poop, or goes silent. It's like there's nothing that anybody can do um, without often being... It's, I don't know. It's like there's a million. I mean, I guess this is just the Internet. There's a million armchair quarterbacks in all facets that all think that they can do it better. Mm. Um, so I'm going to stick up for Nintendo in this regard. I think Nintendo communicates with its customers the right amount as best as I think anybody can. As good as they can, I think directs. Otherwise, are great. you have people that are going to say something and leak something and it's. They have PR nightmare. They have their podcast, which I'm not a fan of personally, but they have it. It's an avenue to talk to their customers that want to listen. Um, I, th- I mean, directs have changed the way Correct. the entire industry yep. communicates with customers. They still have, you know, that they have their websites. All of their big games get all the information out there. Their Twitter account, you know, pushes stuff. I, mean, I follow a bunch of the Treehouse people on Twitter too. Yeah, I think they do a great job. I would love to see. I mean, I can't even say I'd love to see more per- personalities because, I mean, they've got, was it Kit and Krista, right? Or the mm-hmm. folks that do, like, their YouTube channel and, and their podcast and that oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. They've got them. Um, I would like mm-hmm. to see more. I would like to hear, I mean, like, the you know what I would do? I would bring back Awada's Asks. That's what I'm ultimately trying to say is I would like to hear from more developers on their games. I think the Awada Asks were an excellent deep dive into their stuff, and I think that is lacking right now. I I don't think think that's necessary, by the way. I I don't think that's they need to do that to be a better communicator to their fans, but I enjoyed that content a lot, and Mm. I would rather have that than the podcast. But. Well, I think I think one of the coolest things that they've done recently over the past year is Sakurai doing these sort of live stream, let yeah. me show you how the character works, as opposed to just a recorded video with a voiceover. I would love to see like Bill Drennan just sit down with the Splatoon guys and be like, guys, tell me about Splatoon. Mm-hmm. I'm totally there for that. That's one little area that I would, because we've talked about it, you know, PlayStation does such a good job promoting and marketing their developers that a lot of like if you're a video game fan you know a lot of them by first name yeah that's an area that nintendo could improve upon and maybe build more fandom but at the same time i also think the um not being as well known and kind of having the veil also provides maybe there's also there's Mm trade-offs there not being so out there in front of things you know that there there are pros and cons of both i agree I, i think they do a really good job of communicating uh with their customers i mean i don't think i've ever felt you know, just completely confused. Yeah. Um, they should help Game Freak maybe <laughs> get in there and kind of help them out a little bit. There's a lot of other little people that need help. I would have rather if we took all of this Pokemon Sword and Shield stuff that's been happening, if you take all of it and you just put it into one direct that they did like right now, I would have rather had that. A by 30 far. minute direct. Just give me. It yeah. could have been five minutes. They could have done the Galarian forms. They could have done the starters. They could have done all of it. Done Mm -hmm. the Ponyta, the Gigantamax, all the things that we already know. That could have been a five-minute direct, and if they did it like that, I'd be way more excited about it. They're literally trying to keep something new coming out every two weeks. They're trying to keep everybody thinking about it. Um, They're trying to stay on people's minds. But, you know, and that's that's smart. You know, like, you, you can never just forget about it because they're constantly reminding you about it. Yeah. But I would rather make a bigger splash than these little bitty waves. Sure. Um, that's that's my approach. Um, but, yeah. Caroline, that'll do it. I got to go draft basketball players to play for my fantasy, mythical, not a real thing basketball team. Whatever floats your boat. Thanks for hanging out with me. Yeah, man. Enjoy. I like doing it every week. Yeah, yeah, it's good. I I miss it because like, uh, I, I told you this before we started. Because of the Nashville thing, because of being on a clock with time or with Sean Capri, because of the concert, because of the traveling, I felt very disconnected and kind of away. Yeah. And um, and then yesterday, I get all of these games and I'm trying to play them all and stuff, and it's that was like my first time. Yeah. And then like this this past hour that I've spent with you feels like the first time I've been able You're to grounded. breathe. Grounded. Yeah. In a few days, <laughs> and like it's a good thing. And uh, it's very it's very this was good to do before my draft. It's very relaxing. I'm enjoying it. Yeah. So that'll do it for this week over here in the Nintendo Shack. A little early show. Hope you enjoy it. Caroline, you got anything you want to say or plug? 
No. Still playing the WoW streams, all that. Yeah, I haven't streamed like much at all. I haven't streamed at all this week. Oh really? I've kind of been in a funk. I think I'm just in the middle of. I'm waiting for new things to come out, and I'm replaying the same thing, and I don't want to come off as stale from playing Fire Emblem again. And I don't think your fans would. I think your fans are there for that. I okay. think they want to. They, they, they. I mean, I don't want to speak for them, but I think your stream followers they'd like to see Brian play it again. <laughs> Brian, I think they'd all be for that. Yeah, you could be in the background for. A- <laughs> it all depends on when he's free. He's going to be in court till nine o'clock tomorrow night. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Magistrate court. Oh. They start at six p.m. Yep. Melissa's <laughs> leaving tomorrow on a church retreat for the weekend, so I'm home alone with the kids. Be lots of pizza ordering. Spooky movies. Lots yeah. of pizza. No, they don't like spooky movies. You saw what I did, Victoria. I put on a paranormal activity. She was Good. terrified. I'm, I'm glad she got out of it. She I was, was terrified. She I was, was so terrified. scared. I was terrified as a kid from, I can't even remember what movie it was. It was something where maggots were crawling out of skin and it just terrified me. Oh, there's and a lot of movies like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so I don't Freddy? do horror. I don't know. Freddy like cuts himself and maggots come out once. I was literally like eight. Yeah, that's a good time. That's when I started. I started watching all my movies before that. Yeah. Uh, but I've I've had a lot of fun. Um, she said she wanted to watch them, so mm-hmm. I started small. Started with some classics, some old ones, and every one she was like, "This is stupid. This is not scary. This isn't scary. Science isn't scary." Uh, Evil Dead. <laughs> no, we didn't do that. <laughs> I did Night of the Living Dead. Uh, Poltergeist, which I thought was a good one, you know, for for uh, uh, doesn't scare a me younger one. Oh, well, I haven't watched it in some years. It definitely shows its age. It's almost hilarious. Oh, yeah. She made so much fun of it, and I was like, "All right, all right, paranormal activity. It's not too bad." You saw the picture. She's just like, "Yeah, nope, <laughs> no, thank you." She got up and left the room at one point. Poor child. So I paused the movie. And she came. It was like during like a tense moment, and she was like, "Why did Why did you pause?" I was like, "No, I don't want you to miss it." She's like, "I got it because I didn't want to see it." Bless her heart. <laughs> but she's still there. She doesn't quit. She says she doesn't. She doesn't not like him. Did I tell you her reasoning? Mm-mm. She said she wants to learn how to watch scary movies because boys like scary movies, and if she wants to go on dates, then she'll have to. <laughs> Like she's almost like learning to like them. She's trying to condition wow. herself. That sounds like my sister with football. It's like training. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. That'll do it for us this week on the Nintendo Shack. We will see you next week. I don't have any like new games come out, so we'll talk more about <laughs> Overwatch I should be and playing stuff. something new by then. There I we promise. go. I there you go. Be. Caroline's gonna get something new, and I probably still won't play Dragon Quest. So <laughs> just begging to be in my hands i'll send it your way you'll play it more than i will i guess oh yeah i want to play it i just i don't think i'm gonna play it before luigi i don't see how there's like two weeks i got all these movies no way yeah it's gonna be like maybe after pokemon maybe i'll finally get to it christmas break (laughs) that'll do it good night kooplings bye whenever you're ready all right this is frederick from fire emblem awakening and i forgot the line already what (laughs) 